Hey there, welcome to this Ask Me Anything. I'm going to try and do a little intro here that covers all the questions that we addressed, okay? So the first question that we took, so Tiffany asked about, she said, recently I came across an explanation of karma, reincarnation, and samsara. I'm shortening her question here since this is just an intro. As I was learning about this, it reminded me about how you described the afterlife. I'm wondering if you and your team can confirm, deny, and or make distinctions where necessary for my understanding. I am also wondering how the idea of being caught in this cycle of birth, death, and rebirth can be maybe connected to the concept of purgatory. So that answer lasted about 40 minutes. Um, there was a lot there, and I am so grateful for that question. There was a lot of room to move in that one. Um, the second question, if I'm remembering correctly, was from, let me look here, from Kristen. And it was, what may be helpful to know regarding how one's clarity of mind at death may affect their awareness and post-death experiences? Okay. And uh, the opportunity to directly exit the simulation to create our origin. So there's that question that was awesome as well. I love all these questions. And then I think the next one we did was Melissa. No, I think the next one we did was M's. I'm curious about animals in the simulation. Do they have a choice or free will whether or not to be here? Um, I'm surprised that given how rough a place Earth can be for animals and how they're mistreated, by people that any of them would willingly choose to come. And there was a lot of very interesting conversation um, that came up around that and maybe um, pointing out some uh, maybe limiting beliefs about um, exaggerating uh, potentially the effect of animal abuse and putting, uh, it's almost like denying animals their agency that not all animals are abused. So there was a very uh, touchy kind of, it was touchy for me anyway, conversation of how we address that and offer that back to M. But I'm glad we went there and I, it could be very, um, could be very thought provoking for any of you that feel very much like an activist um, in any form of activism. It, um, anyway, good info there. And then Kristen, oh wait, we already did Kristen's. Uh, Melissa's was next and it was, though part of me thinks this is like asking to see how the sausage is made. I can't help myself. So we've decided to incarnate, picked our parents, have packed our bags. How do we actually transition into the embryo or fetus? Thank you. And there was a very fun answer there. And then the final question was from Miriam. Now wait, Elaine had a question somewhere. Hmm, I gotta find that one. Um, Miriam is in Germany. She was describing what's happening with COVID-19 regarding individuals that, that are fearful about going back to work, how they don't have to work and they still get paid at the same amount of money. And that for those that are working for the same amount of money, um, they're having to do more than one, in some cases, multiple people's jobs. And uh, Miriam was saying that it doesn't seem, it seems like an injustice and a huge disappointment. And Anyway, how could she cope with that? So there were some um, very specific strategies for that. Um, the chat room, unfortunately, I can't get to because I closed it um, and I don't have the chat yet. But if I remember right, Elaine was asking about the creator of origin and some of the new terminology we're using in this sort of um, new framework for 
enlightenment and uh, being our best selves and our infinite selves and higher self language and those sorts of things. So that was a that was probably the second question actually that we took, maybe the third one. So it was towards probably in the first 45 minutes. Um, and that one was, uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a fun answer and it, Alien said it made her laugh out loud. So anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this experience. It's about two hours total and there's a lot here. Um, I would just savor it and pick and I would, if you don't have two hours, just grab any spot and just hit on it and see if it may be exactly what you want in that moment. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. Hello everybody, my name is Jill Renee Feeler and welcome to this Ask Me Anything. We're on number 12. We started these, it was about a year ago and I think we're doing them once a month. Anyway, I'm so glad to be here um, with you and your questions for those of you that are live, you can put in the chat room and I also have questions via email and on the comment section. So let's do this. All right, let's connect though first. Um, I love to encourage us to really go within ourselves to layers of um, consciousness and presence that are deeper within ourselves that this world tends to not necessarily guide us to. So, Hey, let's help each other out. Okay. I encourage you to take a couple nice deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Good job. Nice deep breath. I would like for you to imagine within yourself a beautiful structure of light. You can imagine it like a pillar. You can imagine it like a, <clears throat> like a pond or a pool, um, but have it deep within you. Like either like behind your eyes, have a beautiful sort of structure of light, maybe a pond or a pool or a column or something, um, or even down lower, like behind your belly button, behind your navel, just a, a beautiful essence of just think of it as light, whatever you want light to mean. Okay. But, a, a yeah, an energy source and an energy force that you bring with you into this reality that you brought with you as you incarnated, that you brought with you as you became one with, well, whenever you decide to do that as your consciousness, we do that at different times. We can talk about that later. <laughs> nice deep breath. <sighs> because there is so much more going on here than we're told and so much more going on here than we remember. Our consciousness knows far more and it is liberating <clears throat> when we can access those layers of ourselves and operate with a level of background wisdom and acknowledgement of who and what we are and who and what this reality is. It supports us in being an even more amazing version of yourself than you already are. Or maybe if you don't feel amazing, that you start feeling amazing about who and what you are and what you can be here as you in this world, exactly as it is. Nice deep breath. Okay. Okay. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes was a nice start. <laughs> okay. Um, let me jump over to where I have some of the questions coming in and then I'll go find the emails too. Okay. Very good. 
It's gonna take me a minute. I got a lot of emails here. Um, let me look for one. I know Tiffany had one, there we go, okay. Okay, let's do Tiffany's first. And I don't necessarily do these in a specific order, it's just what I, where I'm led, okay? Um, and apologies if I don't get to your question, we'll see how time goes today. All right, okay. Um, this one says, uh, I have been learning about and comparing world religions just to satisfy my curiosity. Recently, I came across an explanation of karma, reincarnation, and samsara. The way I understand these concepts, samsara refers to the cycle, much like a hamster wheel, of birth, death, and rebirth. Karma, which is developed over a lifetime, determines whether or not the conditions for the next incarnation are conducive to spiritual growth and enlightenment. This is important because the way to escape the samsara cycle without needing to return for another lifetime is through enlightenment, which is, in essence, experiencing divinity while in human form. As I was learning about this, it reminded me about how you describe the afterlife. I am wondering if you and your team can confirm, deny, and or make distinctions where necessary for my understanding. I am also wondering how the idea of being caught in the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth may be connected to the concept of purgatory. Thank you. Okay, lots to explore there. And I will um, just emphasize for those that are newer to my work, I'm not, I, and I, some of you know this, but I just want to point it out, I didn't study other world religions. I personally experienced um, conventional Christianity as an adult. Um, so it wasn't like I was programmed into, you know, going to church every, every week or something. My parents were pretty, um, you know, we went to church on major holidays, but it wasn't like a huge, we didn't like read the Bible together. Oh, that's a different bird outside. What is that? That's beautiful. Okay. Anyway, sorry for the distraction. Okay. Um, so I come into this from a transcendental connection, not through human study. So you guys sometimes have more knowledge um, than I do about these other things. So this is fun to, to look at it in this way. Um, I'm wondering if you and your team can confirm, deny, and or make distinctions where necessary for my understanding. Okay. Um, one of the purposes of organized religions and spiritual teachings is to help offer, and I would say offer, um, like a storyline or a narrative or an understanding of sort of who we are, what we're here for, and what we're doing, and why we're here, how we got here, and what happens after we're not here. Um, I was unsatisfied with the that storyline that I received in Christianity, and then as I Anyway, just sort of kind of went, oh, I don't, maybe I don't, I'm not the type of person that needs an answer. I just, I don't, I don't feel whole and complete because of an answer like that, but I know some people do and that's okay. Um, anyway, so I just kind of, oh, I don't believe that. I don't know, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I just kind of went about my life. Um, and then as I experienced my own transcendental layers, I found, well, I, I didn't find, I stumbled across the fact that I actually have as my Jill ideas about what is happening here that are not informed from the rest of the world. So they're sort of bubbling up within me. Um, anyway, so that's where I'm showing from. So the way that the way that I 
feel it and know it and am offered it to my by myself from myself is that the there's an option for being here and every single whatever you call it soul consciousness that that ends up incarnating at at and in, at some level of the experience or of the simulation um chose to be here and that is perhaps the most important acknowledgement okay because what is making that decision and it's a level of self that we call creator of origin um, creator of origin is source level, creation level, some would call it God level in a more spiritual or religious context, but creator of origin, I like it because it's, it's more, it's a term that you don't have to be religious to understand. Um, it's, it's very, it's a welcoming term that doesn't require sacrificing, well, you know, anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons we're switching our language up over the past month. Um, okay. So what's happening in the life is very much structured by the experiencer in this reality, what they are choosing to believe or not believe, what they are choosing to be and not be. Oh, that bird is just amazing. I'm so distracted by it. I apologize. Oh my God, it's on my door handle. What the heck? Oh, oh. Can you guys see it? That is okay. This is I love stuff like that, don't you? Oh, and I've never even heard that bird before. Okay, very cool. So this option that we have for really reevaluating everything at any time in our life is part of the option of us as the experiencer that you can change your mind about your belief system and what is what is true to you and that changes so much about who and what you are and how you know yourself and how you experience and interact with others in this world my goal in everything not only as me but as my creator origin layers is liberation i love choices and us feeling the range the wide wide range of choices i know they sometimes don't feel wide enough and i recognize that some people are not conscious of those choices um, but i'm doing what i can <laughs> to help people be aware of the choices that they have um, so when it comes to really nicely esoteric and existential questions like this, I want you to recognize that it's a choice. It, it is a choice for somebody to believe that it is true that there is karma, reincarnation, and something called samsara. It is a choice that someone believes in the conventional Christian ideology. It is a choice when someone says, I am an atheist. And all of those choices, even though they don't feel like a choice to the individual, because they're making the choice based on what is true and what is false and what makes sense to them and what seems ridiculous to them. It's still a choice. It's a choice of applied logic. It's a choice of applied faith. Um, but there are preferences that we may have at different seasons of our humanity that make us that lead us to making different choices about what we believe about self, this reality, all of those things. Um, but again, when it's put in the context of what is right, what is wrong, then you actually limit your choices. And it's, it's not really giving enough credit and respect to the nature of this reality and the simulation hypothesis sort of, um, 
nature of this reality that you that you're an experiencer and you get to choose what what you're there are some yeah thank you oh, thank you let me let me say this part too let's take a nice deep breath together because there's so many different ways to go with this and i apologize if i'm a bit all over the place I'm trying to set down some tent stakes here so we can put up this tent <sighs> okay there are many things in this reality that are emphatically true or false there, when it comes to the types of things that cannot be proven, and all of the types of questions that I love the most, um, tend to be the ones that I can't prove that my, I mean, really, it's more of a theory, technically, because I can't prove it. But neither can <laughs> the Hindu believers, neither can those that follow Buddhism, neither can those that follow Christianity. We all just have these hypotheses. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of you're choosing what you believe is true or wrong. Um, because of the fact that we can't prove it from inside the sim, from inside the simulation, it, it's unprovable, but it's not unknowable. And that's the, that's what I love to kind of test the boundaries on what can we know? So to me, the best answer explains everybody's experience and it fits everybody. Okay. So I see, um, limitation when I look at when I feel into and I, I mean, even the little that I do know <clears throat> about the, um, the, the Hindu faith in terms of um, karma, reincarnation, samsara, etc. And I've never heard of samsara before, but the hamster wheel cycle makes sense. And that is a, a new word for something that I talk about and discuss too. So when you claim the choices that you have as you, you are an experiencer in this reality, you further your chances of making such important choices about your afterlife. And it is not based on the way that you described in that in that faith enlightenment, which is in essence, experiencing divinity while in human form. Um, as I was learning about the, da, 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 da. anyway, um, so this, this fact that yeah, I just said back, didn't I? <sighs> to me, it is true. I can't prove it. But I want to be intellectually honest enough with myself and with you, that I can't prove what I'm offering you in terms of the afterlife and my interpretation based on my transcendental connection about what this place is, who and what we each are, and what we're doing here and what happens after we die. Okay, so with that acknowledgement, death is an a series of opportunities, just like life is a series of opportunities, you will have choices about what happens next for you as the consciousness that is presently operating and a part of your you. Now, there is another whole level of you that is outside of the simulation operating simultaneously to you operating right now. To many of us, we feel like that's sort of like the home base. 
And it's not that we're off home base while we're alive and in our humanity, but it can feel like we're off base because we recognize we're missing. We're not, we're as whole and complete maybe as possible in terms of like psychological self-actualization. But there's this sense of there's more than this though, right? (laughs) Right? Um, And those sorts of folks do gravitate towards spirituality um, consciousness, enlightenment, and meditation, and transcendental journeying, and those sorts of things. And we ask existential questions like, what happens after we die? Um, I didn't used to ask those questions, but it turns out I have answers, um, hypotheses about what what is happening there. Okay, so karma. Um, karma to me is another huge limitation because it to me, it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't fully explain what's happening here. And the reason I say that is because when you are operating from a belief system of karma, there's a sense of it's okay, karma will take care of it. And there's this sort of, um, let's say dependence or reliance or faith that somebody will get back the positivity that they're giving out, or somebody will get back any sort of negative or learning a sort of lesson consequences, negative consequences um, from negative behavior or behavior that um, or actions that harm another person, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally. And I, I think now that I'm 50, I see more playing out in my life and people that I know personally, um, and just, you know, biographies and stories of people's lives and things, there's just too many examples for me of how that doesn't happen. Um, and that some of the consequences that we wish that the, the bad guys would experience don't actually happen in this reality. And I'm not, I'm not, not only am I not convinced, I don't believe it's true, that they'll have another lifetime that would be a set of consequences for whatever they were positive or negative in this reality. It doesn't work that way. And it doesn't have to work that way. And the system is such a poor judge of character. Anyway, this, this, it wouldn't do it. well. (laughs) It wouldn't do it well. Um, So karma to me is not something to rely on. And it's not something to count on. Um, And in place of karma, I would (laughs) I mean, my system instead of karma is basically grace, um, that there is a level of us as creator origin that is not needing there to be a lesson because it's all an experience. Um, So there may be consequences felt in that reality. There may never be consequences at, at any level of the sim, of the simulation or beyond the simulation that that individual feels, again, either positive as reward for amazing, you know, amazing deeds done, um, or consequences, purgatory, that sort of thing. Um, So there isn't a purgatory, and there isn't um, a heaven sort of concept. But all of it is sort of a wow, that was, you know, that's a really strange place, earth and humanity is a very strange um, experience in this simulation we call here. Okay, so um, those that want it to be some sort of a, almost like a parental, either patriarchal or matriarchal system of everybody getting like a fair share and that sort of thing, I, this place isn't for that. It's not set up that way. It doesn't act that way. And there are many individuals that just continue to be slimy creeps their whole life and there's no consequences for them. And at the creator origin level, their creator origin level, as as I 
um, I want to say sense it is sort of like, damn, I'm kind of a creep, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, look at me. Oh my God. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, it's like, oh Jesus, you know what I mean? Um, what a strange place and what a creep I am, but there isn't a fretting about it. There's an acknowledgement of what the simulation is and what it allows for, which includes being a creep and being a sort of victim of a creep, right? So I don't like that part of the simulation. I'll be, you know, that's, I think those of you that know me know that that's an obvious part of my tastes and preferences. I don't like that part, but I get it that that's the nature of the game. Um, not a game like that's being played on us, but really a game, if you will, that's playing by us. We, we are players in the game and we're also the creators of the game of the creator of origin. So nobody is a, um, a victim of circumstance at that level of the reality. But in this simulation, it can very much feel that way. Hey, nice deep breath. I know I'm really, I can feel our heads just like sort of in a pretzel. And what The remaining one hour and 35 minutes of this experience is available by going to jillreneefeeler.com, going to members, exclusive member experiences, and then just going down to recorded events, finding Ask Me Anything number 12. You could also just do an internet search. Jill Renee Feeler, Ask Me Anything number 12, and you will find that. And if you are logged in and already a member, you will automatically see the video and the audio. And if you are not already a member, you will see this. An invitation to join. You can register here by becoming a monthly or annual member. And if you are financially um, affected by COVID-19, there is a coupon code for you to use for membership for up to two months. All right. I think you'll love it. And here it is. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the sample. I love you guys. And I hope you're doing okay. Bye-bye for now.